You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. This is episode 41 for the Lug. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Angelo, how are you this week? I'm doing okay, doing better than uh, I was at this time yesterday. Had a good night last night. Yeah. But more importantly, how are you doing? Like last Sunday, I got some texts. You were pretty excited. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I've been running uh, the roller coaster of emotions right now. And, and right now, I'm at the, uh, you know, when the roller coaster dives down and you get that sinking feeling in your stomach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as perpetually, that's the feeling I have right now. So I have a sinking feeling in my stomach. So last Sunday, you yeah. t- you, you texted me very early, probably around 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Because you were in first place. Yeah. And it was... Like I, dominating in first place. It was like 123 points or something. You're insufferable. I can't imagine you winning the pool because uh, there was so much gloating going yeah. on on your part. I, I'll, I'll admit, I, I poured it on a little thick, a little heavy, uh, but uh, I was riding high. So I was riding high. I don't know how you do this. You're like a magnet. But you're in 10th place right now. I, like, you, like last night, I thought you were in 5th. And then this morning, I woke up and looked. And there you were in 10th. Well, and, Actually and tied for 11th. To complicate this. Okay, so there's, there's the fact that I'm in 10th. But to complicate this is I didn't activate point last night. You are so dumb. <laughs> I'm so, when you texted me that point got a goal, I thought, oh, here you go. Like you're, the gloating's coming back. Yeah. And then you said that you still had them on IR. Well, I was on the road all day yesterday, so I didn't get an opportunity to check. And then I get home, and I get distracted. Don't you dinner. check your phone while you're driving? <laughs> I should. I should actually start. You should. And 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 I didn't get a chance. And then all of a sudden, this is the be- this is the best part. I um I went over to my neighbor's house for something, and he's sitting on the couch watching the game. And I'm like, "Oh, what's the score? Zero zero. And he's just like, "Yeah, Point just had a good shot." I'm like, "What?" And he's just like, "Yeah, Point. This is Point's first game." I'm like. And then, then, I, then I felt actually sick to my stomach. All the, 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 the walking across the street back to my house, I thought I was going to puke. Well, he only got three points. Two yeah, goals, two goals. Two goals and an assist last night. Like six shots or something. <laughs> so or no biggie. Shots. Yeah, so no biggie. That would have put me like well out of 10th. But hey, hey, I am still overly confident. And, I, and, and, and rightfully so because uh, I know I have the best team in fantasy hockey, not just in our and not just in our league, probably in fantasy hockey overall, I have the best team. I've got, I've got the top, I've got the greatest greatest uh, forwards. Hey, I got the greatest forwards. Yeah. Um, I've got I got decent defense, but you know my forwards make up for that. And my goaltending is serviceable. I'll tell you what, this is just a blip in on 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 my season of success. I am calling it my. So you're, you're actually calling it the season of success. Sixth season of success. Like George Costanza. I'm yeah. going to say this: you will not finish tenth. But Thanks. I think that, that you're going to be in a money position. Yeah. And you're going to miss out by yeah. two points. You're going to finish fourth. You, you're saying because I benched point. Because you, <sighs> you didn't activate point. That's going to be my prediction for the year. See, you know, I look at this, and, and I know Mike, Mike, will, Mike will say this. Mike will, I, I gloated a little bit, maybe a little bit too much to Mike. Um, and, and basically, I, I don't know. I said some things like, I'm, I don't know, the greatest fantasy manager in history. Some, you, you, know, you told small, me that, small claims. You right? told me small this claims. was all part of your plan. It is part of my plan. Actually, being intense is part of my plan because right. it's going to increase that. You know, you guys are going to feel secure. You know, I'm not a threat. And then, bang, I come out of nowhere and, uh, you know, either playing F- the FAY or doing whatever. And then I'm going to win the thing. Like right a, you're middle. like a, I'm right up the middle. I'm the Jagmeet Singh of the pool. You're no, you're you're like a you know like the the Kenyan marathon runners. Yeah, they like to be at the back of the pack. Yeah, I'm drafting right now. And then yeah, they draft for yeah. a good 
two hours, and then the last nine minutes they sprint. Well, and this, that's and, how they get and into w- winning is winning their position. Winning, winning is winning, and that's how I'm going to I'm going to come right up the middle, and I'm going to win it all. At some point, you have to. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, a matter of time. You must win something at some point. Well, but the, this drop from first to tenth, I'm not going to lie, has been abs. I've enjoyed it so much. We're well, really I early haven't. on. It should change, but it has been. The, if I can take one thing early yeah. this year, it is you going uh, in the span of four days from first to tenth. It, it has been it's been a, 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 a hard four days. Let's just say that. But that being said. I think things are turning around, and the starting today with this phenomenal podcast that we have for the listeners. So, episode forty-one, surprise, 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 is dealing entirely with some surprises here. Surprisingly, surprisingly, so gonna, the big topic today. Let's look at it. We're only 10, 15 days in, but let's look at some early season surprises yeah. for the positive. Yeah. Uh, some early season surprises for the negatives. This will all be players, and then let's take a look at a couple of teams as well that are surprising early on. Uh, whether that's a good or bad surprise. Before we do that, yeah, we gotta do our winners and losers. Absolutely, it's for real. And if, then, I think we should start off with a couple of stories that are, are emerging uh, that we should keep an eye on. Uh, and the first one is uh, Babcock. Do you think he's on the hot seat after last night's game? Yeah. Uh, after blowing the lead against Montreal on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Would you say that he he's his I think, I think leash that, is quite short. I think it's a really good question. I think you're going to see a couple players on the team ahead of him, like Spezza. I think he his 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 uh, he's on a really short leash. But I think the fact that the way Babcock is dealing specifically with that player is an indication that he is on the hot seat. So you've the, got a really good solid player, but my goodness, um, you know he I don't think he's handling that situation well at all. If you read um, people who know Mike Babcock or have had experiences with him, they say he's a complete jerk. And for him not to start Jason Spezza, a guy who's you know yeah. 15, 20 years into his career, uh, you know he's a storied uh, player in the NHL. Willing to a, be a fourth-line center. He's a student of the game. Yeah. And then to show him disrespect by playing a nobody yeah. uh, in his own hometown in the season opener, yeah. people have said this is – Typical Mike Babcock, but it also shows a disconnect between him and Dubas because uh, Dubas draft or, or Dubas Bonham. signed him yep. on July first, and Babcock saying I'm the boss here, and this is how it's going to go. Did you know that um, Mike Medano was sitting on a certain number of NHL games, like he was at like a or points or something like yeah. thirteen ninety nine or something, and Babcock sat him for three straight games before he played him to yeah. get that that milestone game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I think I think you're right. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be um, increased pressure on Babcock. I think he's trying to deflect it to some of the players right now. They didn't play well at all last night. Uh, they got blown out by the the what was arguably the best team in the league. Hey, you guys get the, the Cody Cece experience now. Yeah, he was fabulous. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and, and you and you look at um, Muzzin hasn't been great. The the team apart from their their top, you know, three their thirty three million dollar you know group of players. You know, hasn't been been really playing overly well. Well, they've had huge changeover as well. Like, I would say that they've got this is the time to win the cup. They've got a, a window of three or four years. That's it, At and most. then it's done. So, so yeah, he's on. He, for me, he's 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 going to be feeling it very soon. Um, that pressure, and, and you never you never know. I mean, the, it, everything in, in just like in fantasy hockey and real hockey is is, is 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 nothing's written in stone, and you could very much see him out the door. I think so. I'm go, I'm going to give him ten games. Really? I'm giving him 10, 15 games, and if they're not performing, I think he's done. Really? Let's uh, go to the other end of the standings or the other end of teams that, that are in a rebuild. 
and uh, down the road on the 401 and the Eesh. 416 and 417 is the Ottawa Senators. Uh, they've started 0-3, but I think, unlike the Leafs, the fans want the Senators to finish last because of Alex Lafreniere and uh, Quinton Byfield. A couple of really good prospects, so the Sens, they're, they're not going to win anything this year, so why no. not finish 31? Uh, but that's not the story early on. There's a couple stories. One, there were rumors... Uh, did you see the, the false rumor about the Kraft family? Yeah, the wasn't, daughter. It wasn't even his family. No, like that. No relation no. at all. But it shows the desperation of Sens fans to get yeah. a new owner. People are so fed up with Eugene Melnick, and I think more than the Eric Carlson trade because uh, I think Eric Carlson is on the downward spir- yep. spiral. Yeah, but in they got career. nothing for him. Uh, no, but uh, for me, it's the Mark Stone. What Mark Stone represented? Yeah. Uh, in terms of character, in terms of the way he plays the game. Uh, you know he is, he is a uh, a Patrice Bergeron type leader. He should be the oh, captain of the yeah. team. Uh, and, and he's and the fact that they player. let him go yeah. and they got some prospects. That's fine. But I think that was the end for the fans. And um, Chris Johnson, is that yep. the guy we met from Sportsnet a few yep. years ago? Yeah. Uh, he Cobra reported boy. he reported this week that actually the team is for sale. So he's heard that the team is actually for sale. So it'll be interesting to see. If someone comes in, but in the meantime, yeah, Senators fans are voting huge with their wallet. Last night, game two of the season, home home stand, um, you've got the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues in. They get nine thousand two hundred fans through the door. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So you have it's not like you're playing another. It's not like they're playing Columbus or something like another basement kind of type team with no hype around them. You're playing the, the champions. And you're getting just a little bit over 9,000 fans in. Um, if that's not sending a message to the owner, uh, Mel, <clears throat> excuse me, Melnick, I don't know what is. The teams, the fans aren't interested. There's still like Ottawa has a massive amount of of a fan base, but they're just not interested in spending their money on um, that team or giving it to Melnick in any capacity. So, the best thing for that that team is to simply be sold. Yeah. So I was texting last night with. Um... <laughs> Someone we both know that works for the Ottawa Senators. Yep. And uh, we were texting last night, and uh, I asked how attendance was looking because from the TV it didn't look very good. And she said that for all of their October games, they are in the eight to nine thousand dollar, a nine thousand fan range for all October games. So um, hopefully they're going to bleed Eugene Melnick dry. I actually really like what fans are doing here. Yeah. I don't think fans do it often enough. It's really expensive to go to games. It's it's a, yeah, and if you is. have someone who's not investing, <coughs> excuse me, in the team, yep. then the best way to show them you're unhappy is don't show up. Yeah. Take away money from Still them. Still watch it so at your bar. Go, go to your, your local bar and watch it. He's yeah. got no choice right now. You know what? Uh, Sense fans are are still incredibly engaged in the team. They're just not paying Eugene Melnick any money right now. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I honestly, and, and good on Ottawa, and good on the city of Ottawa, uh, and the, and the fan base is just to say, listen, this is not working out for us. Um, we, you know, this is the, this is the protest that works, right? And hopefully, hopefully the team gets sold. Hopefully, it's to somebody who uh, sees the value of it, not only being in Ottawa, but of of putting on something for those fans. Uh, uh, you know, a uh, a team that 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 wins or hope. Have some sense of hope because you know what? There's some amazing young players on that squad. They're going to be good, and they're excited. And, and to bring this to a close, so people say, "Well, Ottawa is not a hockey market. They shouldn't have a hockey team if they're not supporting it." Uh, you know, as early as four or five years ago, they yeah. were drawing over eighteen thousand fans a game, and for the previous decade, they were between eighteen and nineteen thousand fans on average a game. They were top ten in NHL attendance. Fans will show up. It's going to take a few years to recover, but as soon as the first step. 
has to be the new owner. I even think if they made the playoffs out of nowhere this year, they would still only draw 14,000 fans. People are not no. buying in not with to Eugene Melnick as the I, owner. I think, it, to be honest with you, I don't think it's even a couple of years. As soon as that team is sold, you're going to see a rebound in attendance. And then just just imagine that 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 ticket office being working in there trying to to you're working your butt off and you know trying to sell tickets or group sales for nine thousand. Just imagine the atmosphere in that that well, franchise. I mean, people aren't staying; they're leaving because they can't make a living anymore there. Like the, they, true, you know, yeah. if your commission, if you're making some level of your uh, compensation as commission, you're not making any money right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, let's go on to our winners and losers. That was uh, an early take on the Senators, early take on the Leafs. And uh, our first, I would say our first, we've had some games now. Yeah. All right, so. The first um, real winners and losers. H- Hennessy going into first place, by the way. How this about is, that? It's incredible. Tony is back. Tony is back. Shall we, start, he, shall we start with winners? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's start for the bottom up, though, right from 3-2-1. So the third winner of the week is you. Jump of 20.5 uh, points. Yeah, you're now sitting in seventh um, from 11th last week, right? And you're sitting at, at a nice, comfy 83.5. Uh, what was the success? My skaters. I got 14 points last night. My, my. You had everybody playing though, or something. You had a massive. Yeah, but game my night. my when I when I field 11 skaters, it is an incredibly solid team. I have a lot of confidence, and I believe that I can get, you know, 12 in a lot of categories, 11, 10 in a lot of other skater categories. Yeah. So I'm very confident there. Obviously, when we get to goaltending, yeah, we're going to got some concerns, yeah. but I know that they're <laughs> marginal, going to right? They're marginal. They're marginal concerns. Very and few. I mean, and the fact is that you, you may have to weaken some of that skating in order to 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 uh, address some of those marginal concerns. We'll get to the marginal concerns in a bit. All right, uh, raccoons. Wow. So they go plus twenty one for the week. Yeah. Robbie um, jumps into eighth place, only half a point behind me. Uh, you know, amazing the number of guys in the 80s. Uh, he was dead last last week, so that's good on him. Yep. Feels good for him. So he's doing well. He's having a good week. And then our number one, I don't think we've ever seen this, but no. it is early in the season, but our number one winner for the week. Zoltok at 41 goes Plus 41 for the week. <laughs> Zoltok crazy. goes from 10th, vaults himself into second place. He was first all week. And he then, was. You know what? Well, almost all week. I, was, I sat in you, there for okay, a yeah, I warmed it up for You had Sunday. But you know what, though? Um, he's got a good team. It's going, to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see um, how he performs during the season. It's obviously still early. We're talking about 41, 21 point jumps here in a week's time. But you know what? I he's got a he's got a scary good team. I know. Well, let's go to losers now. So uh, let's our third biggest loser for the week was Gibby. It's he Gibby. went minus thirteen point five. Uh, he's in fifth place from fourth place. So. Yep. That that's a one night blip for him. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Yep, it's amazing. But fourteen points can be had, give or take. That's right. And Mike, Mike's in sec- uh, is the second biggest loser. Sixteen and a half point drop. Um, what do you think on Mike's team here? Um, I, do you think do you think this is the indication of the, the season uh, to come for him? These well, kind of he's not- got you know why he's got Connor McDavid and he's got Blake Wheeler. So when Connor McDavid and Blake Wheeler play, he's going to make a jump. And when they don't play, so when they have off weeks, he's going to fall. He's going to fall. Of course, he's got the Vancouver most of Van- the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. So as they do, so will uh, I was in the pool, but he had a drop. But he's still you know what he's fourth place. That, that's got to be the highest he's ever been. He's got to be. We, really haven't, we haven't heard anything from him. Have you heard? Has he been gloating? No, but he's been. He texts me. Uh, I think I've only received maybe thirty texts from him oh, today. Okay. So he's slowed down a he's little bit. Down. That's good. He's slowing down. Yeah, he's got responsibilities. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, this is now this. I mean, this is sad. This is sad. It's not sad. This is. 
an epic collapse. <laughs> of, of a monumental proportion. Heisenberg yeah. goes from first to last in one week and... Minus 58. A minus 58 drop for him. This is crazy. I've never seen anything like it. No. So here he is um, last week at 123 and a half points. Dominating. Yes. Here now he's at 58. Sorry, 65 and a half. You know, we joke about the panic button. Yeah. But guess what? His panic, his, he's got the biggest panic button that I've ever this seen. Guy's, that, he's flashing code red. Can I tell you what the panic button is? No. Dustin Bufflin, 300 pounds, fishing, and not thinking about hockey. And he only has three defensemen. So he needs to go out and get a defenseman. Wow. Um, I'm saying it right now. He got Colin Miller, but he dropped another defenseman for him, I think. Yeah. I don't know what's um, going on there. I, so I, I would say that it's panic time. It, it, panic in the streets of Toronto. For, panic in the streets of Toronto for the, for for the Heisenberg. great Heisenberg. You know what he's doing right now? He's pulling a Tony. Is he? Yep, he's going from first to last. That's right. So let's see Heisenberg. Oh, man. Is, By, it, speaking is of this gloating, the curse of winning? Well, no, because I always win. I'm a winner. <laughs> but speaking of gloating, yeah. I received a group text from Heisenberg, I believe after the first night, because yeah. he was in first after the first night. Oh, yeah. And Mr. Bowlby and I received a text from him. Yeah. I think he might have even declared the pool over, but it was done. He oh, won it. Well, well, it's sure over, but not winning. It's sure over for him right now when he's sitting at 65 it, and a half. At what point does he have to trade Kucherov to, to right this ship? Well, probably tonight. I would. And I'm like I'm just saying I'm willing to help him out there. I've got some defense that that would would help you know fill that void that he has, and you know we could probably work something out. Well, he likes. Wait, you have um, Jake Muzzin. He I, loves the Leafs. See, Muzzin for Cooch. Okay, Heisenberg expects some sweet offers coming your way. All right, let's All right. Uh, let's you know what let's surprise 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 our winners and losers. Congratulations to the winners and and good luck to the losers in improving your spot. But let's get into our main topic. Here we go. Feature of the podcast for episode 41. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Angelo, can you walk us through what our listeners are going to hear? Let's start with uh, the happy stuff, and these are pleasant surprises. So we're going to talk about five players yeah. um, that have been really good in the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. Then we'll go to the other end, some unpleasant surprises. These are guys that maybe were keepers or got picked up early on or got picked up for big bucks, and they're not really performing the way they should. Yep. And if we have time, let's look at teams that are performing or underperforming. I think we'll have time. But like, we here we go. Time. So let's talk about those pleasant player surprises. And I think the biggest one on the list, uh, in my mind, and it brings me complete joy. You have no idea how much joy this brings me. This Why? is like okay. a Christmas present. Let's say, let's say the name, and then I want to know the joy. So the name is James Neal. James Neal. Is it because you're a big James Neal fan? Partially. What's the bigger thing the that gives you joy? The biggest joy is that Warm yep. dropped him. He pulled a Jeff Skinner. He pulled a Jeff I dropped Jeff Skinner last season, uh, but it wasn't this early. It was like, he it, it, it just wasn't working out for me. It was like, and, it, and then he went on his tear, okay? 
Robbie Warham had zero patience with Neil after like what one game or something yep. like that. Yes, drops him. Yes. Now you have the best scorer in the league sitting with you. There you go, Warham. Payback karma for all the nasty you things know, he said to me about the Skinner episode. The, and he calls it the Skinner episode. Well, this is karma. This is karma. It's brilliant. And, and I actually want to take a moment to to thank Rob yeah. for dropping him. Um, and I'm also thankful to Kelsey because I was able to pick him up just before Rob was going to reacquire I, I appreciate him. this because it is Thanksgiving weekend. And yep. you're, you are being thankful for the bountiful harvest that uh, Warm has given you and Neil. Yes. And he's, you know what? If he continues this, yeah. he's actually going to cost me a dollar next year. This is awesome. This is great this, It gets news. even better. The Wait, gift keeps on giving. What's even better is he's a right-wing, left-wing oh, designation. This is fantastic. And he also ranks number one number right now one in his right position now. area. So... What a surprise. What a surprise. And, you know, th- again, thank you, Robbie Warren. Seven goals in four games. He's on <laughs> McDavid's line. He's on the number one power play And I think unit. he's going to be there for a long time. Well, listen, <laughs> I mean, he's scoring at just a clip under 50% of his shots right now. We know he's not going to keep that up, but it's entirely realistic to say. He's a 140-goal player yeah. right now. <laughs> but he's going to be – he can be a 30- to 40-goal guy easy, yep. which is a guy you want on, on your, your team, team, Rob Warren. Yep. So uh, the biggest pleasant surprise for everyone – save one manager in this pool, has to be James Neal. Yeah, huge. Do you see, sorry, very quickly, but do you see the Calgary fans are saying how elated they are that Milan Lucic is on the team? Because he's gotten like in two fights? Yeah. Zero points? Zero points. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's amazing. Sports fans. Yeah, there you go. Uh, The second uh, pleasant surprise is Mike Hoffman. Yeah, you know, and and again, another multi-position guy, left wing, right wing. The guy's a sniper, we know that. He's ranked number one right now in his position. Left wing, right wing as well. So he would be the left wing number one, and James Neal would be the right wing number one. Um, so Whiskey Dick Van Dyke picked him up, and I don't think he spent a whole lot of money on him. I don't think he did, no. But what's the pleasant surprise here is we were all talking. Huberto, Barkov, yeah. Dadnov, yeah. Bobrovsky, Yandel. All those other uh, Panthers, and, then, and Hoffman wasn't even in the conversation. Four goals, two assists, yep. two power play goals, game-winning goal already. And this is in a span of three games. It's amazing. Do you think his wife put the phone away? <laughs> I don't know about that, but did you hear about uh, Vardy and uh, no. Wayne Rooney's wife? No. Okay. Well, the story's too long for the podcast, Okay. but it makes Mike Hoffman's story. Oh, no. I'll tell you quickly. Okay. So Wayne Rooney's wife yeah. was having stories leaked to the Sun newspaper in, in, in England. In, in England. And she had a sense that it was James Vardy's wife. Oh, yeah. So what she did was she blocked all of her friends on Instagram except for Vardy's wife. Yeah. And she started posting fake stories on yeah. her Instagram. Yeah. And those fake stories started to appear in the sun. Things like our basement flooded in BC or in DC. And so these stories started making this. And the only person that would have had access to it was Vardy's wife. Oh, this is excellent. So then she puts out a, a, a Twitter post saying, this is what I did. Because I had a feeling someone was doing it and I had a feeling I knew who was doing it and it was Vardy's wife. And he called her out. He, she called her out right on Twitter this saying, amazing. yeah, wives, wow. man. But this is kind of like, this is happening in our pool to some degree. Not that our wives aren't evolving on our pool this way, but. There, did I, well, Amanda tried to make a trade with me the other day. She did said, she? Your wife, this is not, your wife sent my wife a trade offer. This is ridiculous. It's, it should But happen. I mean, this is, it, to some degree, um, again, real life mirrors, fantasy hockey, and, and the, the backstabbing. The friendship backstabbing exists in real life as well as in fantasy hockey. That's a great story, by the way. It is great. Okay, let's go on to Carter Hart. But is this a pleasant surprise? I know it's a For pleasant sure. surprise. The guy's 20 years old. I know, but at the same day, like, I think everybody knew this kid is the real deal. But how pleasant of a surprise is he? 
Well, he's got two wins, so he's two for two. Yep. Uh, one of those wins is a shutout. He's got a 946 save percentage. Uh, he's the youngest goalie in Flyers history to record a shutout. So I would say, you know, if we were to rank goalies at the start of the year, Carter Hart would be in the top 20, but he yeah. wouldn't be. No, he's ranked, not. He's ranked number one right now, and under Alain Vigneault, I mean. Yeah. This could be, this. we could see a very cheap keeper emerging for years to come. He could be one of those guys that Tony holds on forever. Yeah, and Hennessy did a good job picking him up last year and, ha- and hanging on to him, and and it was, uh, he, he read that one, uh, uh, that one quite well. I did well. a good job picking good. him up, too. But then I dropped. <laughs> they dropped him. But okay, you, yeah, I remember that. Uh, that was good. Anthony so Mantha. This is this is a crazy because he's on he's on bloody Detroit. Yeah. Like no one. This guy was not on anybody's draft radar. I and if anybody's saying he's on their draft radar, I'm going to call them out because there've been other Detroit players before him. Can I say something? Oh, you're going to say he's on, he was on your draft radar? Absolutely not. I wanted nothing to do with him. But when I would periodically check the preliminary keepers to make sure that guys are putting their names in. Yeah. Anthony Mantha's name showed up one day. You know who put him on there? Who? Rob Warm. Oh, yes, it. Rob Warm had put him down as a potential this keeper is, and then changed his mind. This podcast is getting better and better. We call it surprise, surprise, surprise. Shouldn't it be called the the Warm <laughs> the Warm Funeral? Yes, yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah. What is it, the person that makes a speech at a funeral? What's that called? Eul- uh, eulogy. The, the Warm <laughs> Eulogy. I know it's nailing the coffins for him every single time. Okay, so Anthony Mantha, he ranks number two. Zoltok picked him up. This I think. is this is incredible. This is <laughs> this is nuts. So talk about some of his stats. Six goals, eight points, twenty-one shots already. The guy is dominant. He is he is he is number two in his position, right wing, left wing, only behind James Neal. And that's I mean. So really, if you take James Neal completely out of the equation, and because the guy is just is is the right now the most dominant player in the league, there's Anthony Mantha, the top two right wings. No one have called would have called that at this time. No, but I think what we're seeing now is we are seeing. So last year we had a bit of a debate over the Colorado line, the Boston line. I think we've got a new line uh, I think we showing do. up, and that's uh, Dylan Larkin and Mantha, and then uh, Bertuzzi, right? Yeah. Uh, so this could be, and they're all young. So if they keep that line together, that could be a dangerous line for years to come. But yeah, I guess he had a really good world championship, and he's a massive power forward, and he's just coming into his prime. Oh, not his prime. He's just coming in to be his Emerging. body as an NHL player. It's crazy. He's, yeah. So this is exciting. Again, like I, I, I you know, I like, uh, I like the Red Wings. They're fun to watch. But this is a whole new level of excitement as those youngsters there. So let's do one more surprise. Speaking of a youngster, the number two overall pick. A couple of years ago, Andrei Sveshnikov. So I was in the pool, got him. He's currently ranked sixth. But to me, the pleasant surprise is he's a, he's a sniper. This yeah. guy scores goals. This is not this, – this one was emerging. He was starting to emerge last year. Um, I think he had been picked up uh, a number of times and dropped or whatever. So people were trying to get him at a time where he was emerging and, 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 and becoming the player he is currently. But what a pickup for Mike. Yeah, for me, what it is, he hasn't scored any goals yet. He's got six assists. Yeah. So he's not he's not a setup guy. He's a sniper, but he's you know one of the league leaders in assists right now. Just wait till he starts taking shots. Well, he's taken 12 shots, and he hasn't scored yet. So yeah. once he scores, they're going to go in and drove. So I would say great pickup. Hang and, on to uh, him. Yeah, so in terms of our pleasant surprises, there are many more. Yeah. But James Neal, Mike Hoffman, Carter Hart, Anthony Mantha, and Sveshnikov, you guys get our vote for this week for early surprises for the year. And, I mean, those pleasant surprises could be also unpleasant if we're just focusing on Robbie Warm's mistakes. The eulogy. The eulogy. Yes. Uh, sw- speaking unple- of unpleasant player surprises, is we're switching to, uh, what's say, like five players here? 
Yeah, let's look at five players we'll at that five have players. been yeah. uh, disappointment so far this year, and uh, we're going to rank them by by their player ranking. So yeah. let's talk about the biggest disappointment right now is Eric Carlson. Yeah, I mean, and I think this is temporary, but I um, don't. You I, don't. I really don't. He he has not been a good fantasy player for a couple of years now. This is this is um, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be interesting to see what managers do here. Um, whether whether wanting a trade, willing to make a deal with Zoltak on it, but he, he's got a PR of 102. He's 102nd ranked yeah. uh, player so far this year. He's got two assists. He's going to get points, but in four games, he's already a horrific minus eight. His wife just had a baby too. So Maybe. he's not going to get any sleep. So he's he's looking at uh, you know is he going to go minus 25 to minus 30 again this year? It's crazy. So I think I think um, that is a probably the biggest disappointment if we're looking at it so far. Hopefully you know I mean if you're Zoltok, hopefully you're you're asking uh, for a turnaround here, but you're not confident that it is coming. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say it's coming, but it's not going to be the 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 uh, Carlson of past. What about Doug Wilson signing him for 88 million bucks for the next eight years? Yeah, a little bit. Yes. Well, then no, who has who has room to if, if, if even if you're down the road looking for to, to deal him, no one has space. No, not and if he's if he's playing the way he is and his turnovers, watching the highlights, not good. No. Let's get into you now, PK Subban. Yeah, this is this is the whole team has been a disappointment. We'll talk about that in a bit, but PK Subban to me has been an early disappointment. Yeah, he he has one assist in four games. That's not good enough. Uh, the team has been a, a complete disappointment, but me, uh, I, in, in terms of my draft strategy, I, I kept him over Lindholm, and uh, you know, you know, you and have Lindholm's having a good start. Yeah, and now you're having you're having second guesses here, right? So, you know, I want I wanted to keep a defenseman, but this is not the defenseman I would have kept, knowing what I know now. He's at 69, uh, 69th ranked uh, D right now. My concern is he only has six shots on net. So, yeah. if you're playing with uh, you know the superstars that New Jersey has. Yeah, but how are they dealing? Like, look at uh, the whole team's Hirshire, well, yeah. Hughes, Hall. Like, you know, they're not doing that well either. I've got Hirshire, and he's not doing. He had a, he had a decent little start, like the first couple of games, but he's done nothing. Yeah, so I think PK will turn it around. I think this is temporary. But uh, how long do you wait though? Do be in all honesty, like be sincere. I would wait a dozen games. Yeah, and then if he's not producing, you got to see if someone will take him. All right, on we go. Um, this one, I think, is a very temporary one. This is Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. He only has one goal so far this year, no assists. He's 61st-ranked center. Um, I think this is a blip here. This guy is is a true, true talent. Um, but what a disappointment so far. And, I mean, this translates to where Nick is sitting in, 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 in the standings at 10th at, at, uh, right now, right? I think, well, I think that's one of the reasons. And the other reason is Nick just isn't very good at fantasy hockey. No, he's, well, obviously he's sitting in 10th. But wait a minute, I'm in 10th though too, right? You're tied. Yeah, I'm, but you're, I'm, good, you're, though. I'm good though. I think you're ahead of him. For some reason you show ahead of him on the standings. Yeah, so. I'm not Nick. You are not Nick. No, so, so I think Sebastian Ajo is a temporary thing. He's put 19 shots on net, so he should have more goals. I, he'll finish in the top 10 in centers, I believe. Yeah. But early season, certainly a disappointment right away. All right, let's talk about the next guy. This is, again, I don't know how much of a disappointment or surprise disappointment this is um, because I learned my lesson for the past two or three seasons I had him. Uh, but, man, quick socks. No. I. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is, like. I, I, th- what does he rank? What does he rank? He's 59th. Okay, He's, how many teams are in the NHL? I don't know. Thirty-one, 31. <laughs> times two is is uh, sixty-two, right? So if you want a goal, so he's barely even. Uh, this is the wonderful math. He so he's barely even uh, a backup. That's what you're basically saying. No, what I'm saying is he's one of the top sixty-two 
goalies in the league, which That's, is what you want on your team. Oh, you do. Yeah, you do, you don't want goalies that aren't in the league. You don't want an AHL goalie or a Listen, KHL goalie sitting. They on started team. on I, the no, road. I totally agree with you on that. I have full confidence in Jonathan Quick. I I have so much confidence in him that I could see me keeping him at the end of the year. So he started in Edmonton. Yeah. That's a high octane team. Yep. Started in Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, if Vancouver, I think Vancouver will average eight goals a game this year. They're that good. No, in they're my really, opinion. they're phenomenal. Like, well, you've been listening to Mike on that. They're one? known for Maybe, their offense. Yeah. I don't so know. he he allowed only eight goals that game. He is saving seventy five percent of the shots he's getting. That's pretty good. Better than fifty percent. It's way better than fifty percent. In education, that's a level three, which means you're pa- meeting expectations, right? Yeah. So he's meeting expectations. And um, goals against of seven point one seven. It could be worse. Could be. It could be eight. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, you know a little more than two goals per period. But I, I have no problem with Jonathan Quick because they're going to be at home soon, and you watch, he's going to get a shutout. In front of what five thousand fans? No, no, they're not I, playing in Ottawa. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I have no idea why he's still on your team. You have, the, you have zero patience, right? You're worse than me. In your obvious, you're going to be, and surprisingly, you're, you're, you're actually worse than Robbie Warm dropping, like dropping Neil. Right, there's, so there's I, I just, I just, I, 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 don't get your explanation. I think you're full of it, and I think you're trying to spin this in order to make a bad trade with some other sucker out there for Jonathan Quick. You know why I have him? Because I have integrity. Because you know who used to have him is Doug Bowlby. Yeah. Right, and Doug Bowlby. Yeah. His, it was his son's, son's favorite, favorite player. We talked right. about this. And I tried to trade him back. Yes, yes, yes. No, but then Bowlby, you know what he does? He turns around, and he brainwashes his kid. Yeah. Into thinking Vasilevsky's the best goalie That's in right. the game. Right, that's not the type of person I am. That's a Kingston. That's a Kingston well, goalie we agree dad we, kind of move. Bobby sketchy. We we I'm, I agree with you in terms of his morals and values. Because he lives like in he, the East End of he's Kingston. He's East End of K- K- uh, Kingston, sketchy kind of guy. I get that. Right, he's a Plazu kind of guy. I get that. However, I'm still not seeing this whole quick argument. I think um, quick is done on your team. How I many think, Stanley Cups has he won? Two. Two. See? Yeah. That's my point. But I think you're going to see Campbell start, start uh, starting there. I so want, you know what? If I'm surprised I you haven't picked him. If you're so confident, why don't you get the backup? Can I tell you this? Yeah. Because I don't lie. I have not even once thought of dropping Jonathan Quick, and I would never put him in a trade right now because it's a, it's a classic sell low guy. Yeah. He's a no-risk guy for me right now. He's going to finish. Well, I think the risk is if you play him. In the top 20, if not top 10 in goalies. Yeah. And mark my words, Jonathan Quick will be a Constantinople Patriot until April. When does he play next? Probably in a couple of months. <laughs> no, when does he he's play? He's resting. He's resting right now? Yeah. Okay, I, I'm gonna, he uh, plays tomorrow night. Okay, I'm going to see if he's on your line. Everybody, log in tomorrow night and to see if Angelo has put him in the lineup. He will be because I only have two goalies. <laughs> He will be there, and I, I I don't think you, even if you have two goalies, you're gonna you're gonna burn a spot uh, in the in, oh, in, in, he, and risk, risk the negative seven sh- shelling. He's gonna shelling. allow. Well, okay, here's my bold prediction. He will allow fewer than eight goals on the, Saturday. That is bold, bold. He will be in the lineup though. You can check tomorrow, right up till whenever they play, and then you, you, that you're playing him. No, you heard okay. it here first. Let's go on to Malkin. Our next. Ho, this is this. He's is, done, eh? Like he, Malkin, it's time it's, to it's stick a fork, fork in him. In, yeah. This is he's out for how long now? Six weeks, I believe, at yeah, least. Yeah, and I think that's that is a uh, 
uh, a generous return. I think it's going to be a little bit longer than that. And uh, he did not last long. If you're Bowlby with Melkin, what are you doing? Like, what, what would putting, you not just be, like again? What, what what's your what's your strategy here? What do you, what are your thoughts? If I have him on IR, if I have a room on IR and yeah. no one else is hurt, I'm keeping him on IR because when he gets back, he can put up points. It's just how many games is this guy going to play every single season? And I've had him, and it's really nerve wracking having him because it's only a matter of time before he breaks down. But this time he did it after two games, one goal or one assist or whatever he has, and that's it. What was and he yeah. drafted for? What did hundred hundred and 140 maybe 150 yeah. bucks. So you're seeing that reflect now. In the past couple of years, he you know it's been a little bit over 200, but you, you see you see that reflected now. But I'll tell you, um, his days are done. Yeah. So I think uh, you know what if Bolby can trade him for an asset, I think he would be wise to, because I don't see Malkin playing. A would full you do a Malkin quick deal? No. No, Quick is going to get a couple shutouts by the time Malkin gets back. And when he does, I'm going to talk directly into this microphone to you and the other 10 guys. Yeah. And I'm going to say I was right. Okay. Just mark my words. Yeah, I'm, I'm marking them. I feel very confident about John Apparently. Quick. Very confident. For me, that's a surprise, surprise, surprise. Well, there you go. Not a, you know. And if you hear anyone out there that said that I've tried to trade him. Yeah, they're, that, dirty, they're dirty liars. You know what? So I don't can... like quoting Donald Trump, but that is fake news, and that's dirty pool. I don't okay. appreciate people doing that because I would never. Feel free to take uh, send screenshots to my phone. Screenshots and nothing. You yeah. know what? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Photoshop? No. Well, never heard of it. It's quite possible that Nick and uh, Heisenberg and Bowlby would would Photoshop a, a trade that I sent. Like an offer, and, and but I, I'm, would they would they make that trade unreasonable or look unreasonable? Basically, because. Well, I would say if it, it was Photoshop, they'd probably want it to look fair, so it's more realistic. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we are. All right, so those are our pleasant and unpleasant team surprises. Team surprises. Let's get into teams. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about uh, the, the pleasant teams so far. I think, I think can, can we kind of do this a little bit out of order? You do whatever order you want. Edmonton, for me, is is a massive surprise. Um the, the the whole talk again, despite having uh, done some some uh, dealings in the summer and the off season, was that they're going to struggle. Well, there's no clear sense of that struggle at all. They're firing on all cylinders. They got a uh, a new coach, and they have the perfect, apparently the perfect winger for McDavid right now. They found the guy who's leading the league in scoring. What a massive massive surprise. Yeah. Now I don't I can't attest to watching any Edmonton games, but from what I'm hearing. Leon Dreisaitl is an absolute beast. Like, he yeah. was a beast last year. Yeah. But they are saying he could be in a conversation with Connor McDavid as the best player in the league. That's how good he is. And say what you want about Peter Shirelli, but he got him signed long-term for $8.5 bucks. So now you've got McDavid, you've got um, Dreisaitl going, and then you've got Neil. James Neal scoring. So maybe the new coach is looking at it and saying, we've got to be – uh, pedal to the metal on our offense, Scary. and we're going to win on offense. And if we win 6-5, yeah. we win 6-5 because their defense is depleted again, yeah. and their goaltending is old and suspect. So uh, they've already allowed. They're averaging three goals against the game, but they're scoring five goals a game. So. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Scary, scary good uh, top line. I hope that, you know what, for their fans, I hope that Edmonton keeps it going. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's exciting. So, All right, um, and I'm going to throw out Carolina as one. Yeah. So they're undefeated 4-0-0. Their goal differential is uh, six, 17 goals, four, 11 against. Mm -hmm. Their top six is awesome. We've already talked about Sebastian Ajo. What a great trade last year they did to get uh, Nino Niederreiter over. I think they so. They got uh, yeah. Tara Vinen, Svechnikov, Ryan Dezingle's a sniper. Slavin is not a surprise as a, as a, as a top D. That's one that uh, many teams, including the Leafs, were trying to pull away from uh, uh, Carolina. But he's, a, he, he is, he's the real deal when it comes to defense. 
Yeah, um, he, and a defenseman, Dougie Hamilton as well. He yeah. he actually took a while to get warmed up in Carolina. <laughs> Did you but see the video of him when he got off the ice? No. <laughs> what? He, he, you know, you know the ushers. Like sometimes they have uh, young kids as an usher or whatever. Yeah. So he walks by uh, the uh, the uh, the usher and just cranks him right in the nuts. Oh no! Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, it's poor a good guy. One. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, um, there you go. But well, yeah, they are a bunch of jerks. They right? are a and bunch. That's the biggest jerk bunch. move you could do. But what about their goalies? Do you think their goalies is eventually going to be a downfall with this? I mean, oh like, for sure. And you know, any team that has has Mrazek and uh, James Reimer as their one two, it's got to be concerning. Yeah. But they do have um, the I believe he was the MVP of the AHL last year, waiting yeah. in the wings. So they do have a, an up and coming goalie who's ready to take over. Yeah. But um, I don't, you know, James Reimer. Time. James Reimer, I think, is a top ten goalie in our league right now. Yeah. You don't win Stanley Cups with James Reimer. No. So. Well, speaking of goaltending, and I think goaltending that that. Uh, for, uh, in terms of how I understood it, because that's why I I, I, I drafted and did 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 the quick pickup. Um, some of the best goaltending in the league right now is sitting on my team in Buffalo. Well, yeah, there you go. So they're they're doing okay. You got uh, Hutton and uh, Allmark as your two goalies. They're, one, two. they're three zero oh, and one. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so Ralph Kruger has totally done a total cultural. Uh, change in that room. If you hear Jack Eichel talk about uh, Kruger, yeah, and he was the um, the chairman of Sunderland FC. Did you know that? I had no clue. Yeah, so he was actually uh, in English in, soccer. Yeah, um, so he had the totally gotten out of hockey. So he was doing hockey in Europe, and then I, I believe it was Sunderland. He went and he was the chairman there. So he comes with like he's like a big philosophical guy. He's a big yeah. pitcher guy, and he comes into Buffalo now and. Um, you know, Jack Eichel is a man on fire right now. He's going awesome, He's going to be a top five scorer in the sure league. Sure he will. And everyone's going to go along. They got Dolan uh, defense. So this is a team that could push. And I'm the benefiting from Eichel being on fire because I got Skinner and Skinner. Skinner. Skinner's going to score. And and Reinhardt. <clears throat> I don't have Reinhardt, but um, I would like to have Reinhardt. Okay, so there are three uh, pleasant surprises for teams early on. Let's finish this up and let's talk about some disappointments. Uh, you know, which one do you see as the biggest disappointment right now? Well, I think I think it's Florida. For me, it's Florida and. Out of Florida, it's Bobrovsky. Like the, all, the, all the hype that was happening for Florida, um, it's 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 Bob, and uh, I mean TSN tweeted out this un- wonderful image of him being basically one of the worst goalies, probably next to Quick, in in, yeah. in the league. But the guy's got a .877 save percent average and a 4.77 goals against, and that's a goalie that is getting insane amount of money. And they're saying that they've upgraded every single component of their team, but it just isn't happening yet. I would assume that Bob will turn it around. Uh, apparently, he's a hard worker, so we'll see what happens there. But certainly, they're a disappointment. They need Stamkos in the dressing room to call them all out. Yes, Did you hear, you heard about that yeah, one, yeah. eh? And, then just, and, then, and again, point comes back. Uh, that's a completely different team. So I think, I think this is temporary for Florida to be on a disappointment, but uh, it sure is a disappointment to all those managers who have uh, those Floridians on their team. For me, the biggest disappointment is San Jose. They're mm-hmm. one and four. They finally won a game last night. They beat Chicago, uh, but they've got a thirty-two million dollar defensive core. So they've, you know, uh, a huge chunk, forty percent of their salary is going into their defense. Marlowe got a point though. He got a good. He got two goals. Two, two goals last but night. But when you're, you know what? That's not a good sign. When, when Marlowe's your forty-two your or something like guy. that, and he's he's the, your, your biggest production. And again, we already talked about Carlson, but uh, there's there's some major trouble happening there. 21 goals against. Again, how does this translate to our, our pool? Well, you got to look. Is Martin Jones a legitimate number one goalie? Because yeah. last year he wasn't. Uh, you know, do they need to upgrade their goaltending? Because the, the tandem there isn't getting it done. Their defense is amazing. They'll be fine. And then you've got 
a combination of youngsters at forward? Do they have too much pressure on them with Joe Pavelski gone now? Um, you know, Joe Thornton's getting old. They brought back Marlowe. He's old. So yeah. it's a lot of pressure on uh, Timo Meyer and Kevin LeBanc and, and some the young, other guys. Right? Kids, so yeah. I don't know. I, I'll tell you, though, as an Ottawa Senators fan, uh, if they finish outside of the playoffs, that's great because Ottawa owns their number one pick. Yeah. So that would be awesome. So it's very, at, at this point, and I mean very early on, uh, only five games in, but it's, very, it's looking like that's going to be the reality. The, the last uh, biggest disappointment, I mean, it's right up there with, with uh, San Jose and Florida is New Jersey. Yeah, they're, they haven't won yet. They're 0-2-2, two two, so they picked up a couple of points. But for me, their, their goal differential of minus 11 is insane, and that just shows you've got Schneider and Blackwood in net. That is not a good tandem for them. They, they, no. They, for me, no. they've spent so much money in other positions, and they lucked out and they got Jack Hughes, but... They're fully loaded. I think they can score goals in droves, but then anytime the puck's in their zone, you're scared that the puck's going to be shot on net and Schneider well, or Blackwood will this be there. Is, and this is the thing is, I think they, uh, I, I don't know, but I think that they banked a lot on on on, on Blackwood being, you know, uh, uh, the next number one because he did have a nice run last year, right? He, did. he was putting up some decent numbers, but at the end of the day, he's proving himself not to be that. Schneider's proving himself to be pretty much done, uh, and they're in some serious goalie trouble. The forwards, the forwards are their forwards, and their defense th- that'll come along. But that has got to be a continuous concern when you when you're looking at who has the Mike has Mike has. Uh, He's got the goalie tandem, and, and 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 I mean, I would. I guess there's nothing else for him to grab right now. That's I'd be uh, having some sleepless nights along with you and uh, uh, and uh, quick. I'm not losing an ounce of sleep over Jonathan Quick. And when he gets a shutout on Saturday. Yeah, you text me. I'll text the whole group. Yeah. Boys, uh, so that's it. Surprise, surprise, surprise. What's up for some next good, week? Yeah. some bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are we doing next week? We haven't decided yet. Uh, might get into some data. We'll see. You know what? There's a lot between now and next week uh, that's going to happen in the NHL. So sure we'll, is. We'll I'll be up. in first next week. True. You heard it here. Yep. First. Um, I'm saying that yeah, Quick will be dropped uh, by the weekend. Uh, so you w- we won't be talking about Jonathan Quick anymore. And Ro- Robbie Warren will be – and here's my other staunch prediction. He'll drop another superstar only to be picked up by another manager and, and uh, another nail in the coffin of his season. And there you have it, the eulogy for Rob Warren. Have a good weekend, boys. Yeah.